Four out of five top Hollywood movie stars use moment, moment, moment of clarity. What it is, what it does, what it be, where it's going, all that good stuff. What's happening, everybody? It's your man, Stefan G. And you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. Moment of Clarity, and I got my girl Kim in the house. What's up? Kim, how you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm are doing you great. really? I, man, you know, it's it's only, t- it's only what, Thursday? Yeah. It's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy week. Yes. Really? But guess what? What? I don't know if you know, but he happens to be God on Thursdays, too. <laughs> I've heard that. I love it. I've heard that before. Never takes a day off. That he's God on Thursday like, just like no he is PDO. on Sundays. Like, we would never be able to deal with that. No. No PDO? Like, really? <laughs> but thank God he takes no days off, no holidays, and that he's very a very present God in the midst. And I, I appreciate him for that. So, while it's been a ride... It's been an amazing ride having him right next to me. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I am. Okay. Uh, Talking about the ride. All right. You know, uh, we came in the studio. We were going to talk about one thing. That was completely not what we were supposed to talk about. And so now we're talking about something else. All right. And the question that that comes to my mind or the thing that falls in my heart is the journey with Christ. Um, And I think sometimes... Even us on this radio show and, and, you know, talking to people and whether speaking engagements or just hanging out with the crew or whatever. I think too often we talk about our journey with Christ in segments, like occasions, things that happened. And we don't really talk about the fullness of the journey. And so today I kind of want to talk a little bit about the fullness of the journey. And more specifically, when that journey makes a transition. When was the last time you got transitioned with Kim? Oh, man. Ah. Mm-hmm. Got to think about it. Uh, <laughs> when's the last time I got transitioned? Yeah. When was the last time that you recognized, all right, this is, we're making a, a, a major change here. This is a shift. Oh, sha. Got a shift in the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I probably have to say that's probably been the theme the last two weeks. Really? So interesting that you say that. Yeah. Because that has also been my theme. Awesome. For the past two weeks. And and ironically, it has intensified greatly over the past couple of days. Oh, wow. What does that that intensification look like? Oh, man. Um, It looks like, to be honest with you, it looks like a... Lots of moments of unknowing. Um, it looks like moments where I, I'm in God's presence and I know I'm in God's presence and he's ministering to me, but I don't know what it's about. And I can't get a full bead on exactly what's happening. I just know that it is important. I know that it's good for me and I know that it's necessary. Right. So you basically, you know what you need to know. Just about. Yeah. Like I know that, you know, eating food is good for me and I don't know anything else that it does, but I right. know that I need to eat every day. And it's really just kind of like that. Wow. That's, like that's it. That's all he shared. No, that's crazy because I was just telling this lady 
yesterday how I am the friend who you say, hey, Kim, uh, are you available on Saturday at 8? And I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Will you come and help me? Yeah, sure. Right. And then Friday night, I'm like, okay, can you send me the address of where I need to be and, you know, what we're doing? And then it's like, oh, we're going to dig up a house and move it. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, wait, okay. By the way, do you got a shovel? Right. So... It's amazing that you talk about that because you in, in those moments for me, I simply just trust the person who's making this request. I trust the process. I'm I'm I know that I'm booked on right. that Saturday. I'm mm-hmm. committed to a time. No clue what I'm doing, where I'm going, how to get there, but I know that I need to be in that be there right. at that time. And that's kind of what it's been right through this the these last couple of days. It's been, you know, just okay. Like I showed up. I don't know exactly what we're gonna do. You know, I don't know what the schedule looks like. I don't know how long this is gonna take. I don't know how much energy it's gonna take out of me. I don't know how much effort it's gonna take out of me. But I know I'm supposed to be here, so I'm here. And I'll just kind of go in with that. And you know, it'll be. It'll be times of prayer and times of, of reading or, you know, watching some sermon on YouTube or some message on YouTube or, you know, reading some book that I've gotten or even reading the Bible or just, you know, wailing and travailing. There's been tons of tears and a whole lot of snot. I mean, it's just been like fully engulfed in his presence for something that I know that is coming. I have no clue what it is. Right. <laughs> But I I appreciate it, um, even though I would say it's been a little painful. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, it's been a little painful. Like, I don't know what's... What's a little painful? Okay, it's been extraordinarily painful. Okay, people, see, like, we, uh, fill us in, because we, I'm sure there there will come a time when we find ourselves in that space, and and some of us may not be able to identify that. I'm still in a journey with right. Christ. Like I'm still, I have not switched cars. Right, like, and and that's the that's the thing that I'm reminded of as I'm going through this right now, is that this experience that I'm having, it's it's unlike many experiences that I've had before. You know, a lot of times Jesus would be like, "Okay, we're going to Circle K," right? And I'll be like, "All right, we're going to Circle K," and then you know, some things will happen and transition and all that kind of stuff in the route route to Circle K. But I know we're going to Circle K. Right. This one is just like getting a car. Right. Like, hold up, bro. Wait a minute. <laughs> wow. And then and then he, he he confronts you like, what, you don't trust me to just get in the car? And then you kind of be like, well, you know, it ain't like that, Jesus, you know. <laughs> right. It's not like that. I'm just saying, you know, you just be telling a brother, get in the car, all deep voice and everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Stone face, just, hey, get in the car, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, but it's been that... uh that place of understanding like, okay, this is still part of the journey. Even when you think that you've gotten to a place, whatever that place is, you know what I'm saying? A lot of us feel like we've gotten to a place where, okay, we're not addicted to this thing any longer, or we've gotten to a place where we understand ourselves better. We know what our purpose is in life, you know, or we've gotten to a place where we're healed from whatever that relationship was, or, you know, we built back the bridges in our family. You know, I don't hate my daddy and my mommy and all that kind of stuff. Whatever it is that people go through where they feel like, okay, I've gotten to this place now. I'm good. But you're still on the journey. The journey continues. The journey doesn't stop because you've 
achieved a certain level of uh, uh, level of Healing. completion. Yeah yeah, 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 just because you know that that bar, you know that loading bar. There's no hundred percent till you're done. And so it's always loading. Man, that's some imagery that you just provided. Yeah. Like that's a long Still loading. loading. Sc- yeah. Still that's loading. a long loading screen. Wow. You know? Like, and, and then you mess up, you got to go back in safe mode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Mm. And so even as I think about it right now, I think that's probably where I am right now is in safe mode. Like for the past couple of days, if I had to use the Microsoft Windows analogy. Like right now I'm in safe mode where... Before I boot up to whatever it is that's getting ready to happen, whatever this software application is that's about to download into my life, I've got to go into safe mode, make sure that, you know, the disk is cleaned out. We ain't got a whole bunch of old pictures and movies and crap and documents that we downloaded from all over the place still on the computer that's just taking up space that we can use. You know what I mean? We got to make sure that there's no viruses that are lingering around, old programs that we're not using anymore that we just kept, you know, we we got to go in safe mode and kind of clean this this PC up a little bit. Wow. That's that's a pretty that is a heck of an analogy because you know in safe mode there there's limited use of yes. applications. Mhm. You can't do everything in safe mode that you can do when a regular computer just booted up. Right. There's very few things you can do actually. And even the stuff that you can do like <laughs> I love okay so since we're still using this analogy, even the stuff that you can do, like when you pull up Microsoft Word, it's all big and gigantic like you can't see. You know what I'm saying? It's using all of the default settings. So all of the changes that you've made, that you like your screen set like this and your background to look like that, all of that stuff is gone. Right. It's using strictly factory settings. Wow. And, yeah, that's kind of where it is right now. So what, what are those limitations for you right now? Right now, I mean... For me, I'm in a spot where there's not much else I'm doing. Like, I go try to get some work done, and it's just like, I'm God might give me an hour or two. Where he's like, okay, you need to finish this because you need to finish it because you got an appointment coming up on Thursday. But if that appointment wasn't already on the schedule, you wouldn't be doing this right now. Right. You know what I mean? Like, outside, everything that I, especially over the past two to three days, everything that I am encapsulated in has something to do with him. And he's taken me through and he's directed me to very specific messages to read, very specific, excuse me, specific videos to watch, um, very specific things to listen to, very specific books or chapters in the Bible to read. Like everything is being directed in a very specific manner to prepare me for whatever this thing is that's coming up. And I think one of the most ironic parts about it is as it was developing And as it was going, I got to a moment where, like when it started, there were some things that were recent in my life that I felt like God was pulling out of me. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I just started that. Like, what are you doing? Like, this just got going. I just downloaded that. Exactly. I just downloaded this program. And you're telling me it's got to come. Yeah. Tetris God. (laughs) And you're telling me it's got to come out. But the one understanding that I did get is this has to come out because I have to do something else first. Like, say you're trying to put, still using the computer analogy, say you're trying to put Photoshop on your computer. Right. You got just enough space for it to, to for it to get on the computer, but you can't use it as effectively as you could 
if you had cleaned a bunch of space off the computer first. Right. So God's like, well, no, I know you just put Photoshop on the computer, but we're going to take Photoshop off. And then we're going to go back into safe mode and we're going to deal with some of all of this this stuff oh, that wow. needs to be cleaned up first so that when we put Photoshop back on the computer, it can be used to its fullest potential. You'll have all the memory you need. you have all the speed you need. You'll have all the storage space you need. Like it can run seamlessly then. Oh. Yeah. Got it. So, so that now I have so many other questions. So one of my questions is, Hmm. You should see Kemp's face right now. Did guys. you trigger? <laughs> did you trigger anything that led to this car ride? Did you essentially say, "Hey, God"? <laughs> you know what? Uh, of course I did, because I'm stupid. Right. Of course I did. Hey, hey, I God, asked I, I want to go here. Yeah, I asked for it. I was like, you know, I had been talking to God, and and I thought about this this morning, right? I thought about this this morning while I was in the shower. Um. But I had been asking God like repeatedly that, look, listen, it's time for a deeper intimacy with you. It's time for a better knowing of you. Like there's parts of you that I want to get into that I'm not into yet. And there's things that I know that I'm going to need to do in the future that I need more of you in order to accomplish. And, you know, just like really like begging for it, like right. seriously begging for it. Like, right. you know, so you basically I, I, called I said Uber. to him. Oh, yeah. I said to him, I remember saying to him, like, you know, God, in order for me to do this, I need more of you than I have. So I need you to fix that. I can't fix that. Only you can fix that. I need you to fix that problem. And it's really just answered prayer. Now, I didn't know he was going to put me on the speed track. You know what I'm saying? Like what I'm experiencing right now is and some of y'all might go through this. Listen, there's sometimes where you go through. A, a process with Christ and then there's sometimes where he puts you in the in the in the incubator in the crucible and he's like listen I understand that normally this would take six months three months a year whatever oh, yeah, yeah. he's like but you got to do this in a week right. and you like what and that's kind of where I am right now like I feel like this has to happen in the next couple of weeks like this has got to be this PC has got to be at optimal operating condition in the next couple of weeks. Wow. I don't even, yeah. Don't even let your shadow like touch me. <laughs> because ah, I, I, I understand. You already got a hug when you came in the door. I understand you that, that that's, that's pretty intense, man. It is. It, it's a beautiful thing to be chosen, but it comes with a level of intensity that I don't think people really, really understand. They really don't. And we're going to talk about that part a little bit more when we get back. All right. Uh, Because the intensity aspect of it and the intentional aspect of it are what makes it more beautiful and more devastating. Um, And I think that's important for people to recognize before they start crying out, asking God what I asked for. (laughs) You know, you know, you got to know what you're asking for. Before you start begging for stuff. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. We'll be back in a second. Lord, I just wanna live like you. 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 What? 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 What?
moment of clarity. It's your man, Stefan G, and we are back on the other side of the break. And we were talking about something, Kim. What were we talking about? We were talking I don't about I, the I kind of drew a blank. The intensity <laughs> the of break. being chosen. What comes with being chosen well, is the intensity. That let me say this. Before we get into the intensity of being chosen, there's one thing I want to clarify. God spoke this to me very, uh, uh, probably about three years ago. Um, actually, it was exactly three years ago that he spoke this to me. Not to the day, but three years ago. And this is for me. This is for you, Kim. Mm-hmm. This is for everybody out there listening. You weren't chosen. You oh. might think you were chosen, but you weren't chosen. Oh, okay. You were created for this. You weren't chosen for this moment. You were created for this moment. Got it. I, and there's I, a big I difference. There's a big difference. And I think a lot of people get... You know, it, it, the I tell people all the time, the words that you use are very important. And I think when we use words like chosen, we lose the importance of us being in that position. But when you know that you were created for this position, it gives you more of a, okay, maybe I can do this. When you're chosen for this position, you can question, I don't know if I can do this, and this is a whole lot, and so on and so forth. But when you recognize that you were not chosen, you were created for this specifically that makes sense like when god made like you, you were the solution yeah when god made you he knew problem. this was going to happen and so he made you in order to be able to tackle whatever this is right and so for anybody that's listening if you're going through this version of a journey right now as well or maybe you're just dealing with some pain in your life or you just somebody died somebody you know your boyfriend left you like your children don't listen you just hurt whatever it is Understand that any moment in time that you find yourself face to face with, that you were created to conquer that moment. God did not build you knowing that moment would come without giving you the necessary tools to conquer that moment. And so when he created you, when he built you, when he constructed your entire being, he saw that moment coming and he said, "Okay, she's going to need a dash of this, three cups of this and one of these in order to take care of, you know, May 22nd, 2016. That's just really the way it is. Right. Um, but talking back to the intensity, you've been through this before. Like, I have? Yeah, you come on now. Don't play me. <laughs> it, it may be one of those things with I'm accustomed to it. I don't, I don't even know how to identify it anymore. <laughs> like, okay, we're doing this again. <laughs> You know, I did want to ask something in the last segment about safe mode. Mm-hmm. Why was safe mode ever created? Um, that's a good question. I believe safe mode was created to to limit exposure. Like when you're in safe mode, like you said, there's a certain number of things that you can do and certain number of things that you can't do. But there's also processes that the computer will not recognize. Right. So like if you're not in safe mode, you know, you'll get those 800 programs that start up in the bottom window and all that other kind of stuff and a whole lot of stuff that's calling on your computer to do something. And when you're in safe mode, your computer will not respond to those things. All of those requests that come at it that say, open this program and do this and do that and turn this on and change this and turn this blue and all that kind of stuff. Your computer says, no, we're not doing any of that right now. We're in safe mode. Right. And so it resists a lot of external uh, requests, if that makes sense. It does make sense. 
your mind's clicking. What you over there cooking? I'm just I'm wondering the 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 person who thought enough to create the safe mode. I'm I'm just trying to think of what what was in their mind at that time. Uh huh. How have you used safe mode often? On on my phone. On your phone. Yeah. Okay. My phone goes in the safe mode. Okay. And yeah, on my um on my laptop. Yeah, well, definitely on laptop. On my Windows at one time. Not on my Apple. Safe mode is in I heard that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Safe mode is intended to help fix most, if not all, problems within an operating system. It is also widely used for removing rogue security software. Ooh. Mm. Rogue security software. That's 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 big. An operating system in safe mode will have reduced functionality, but the task of isolating problems is easier because many non-core components are disabled. So that's the part I was talking about, like oh, wow. a bunch of the requests that come at your computer says we're not doing that right now. We're in safe mode. So you can isolate problems a lot easier because a lot of the non-core or non-essential components are turned off. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty deep. Yeah, that is pretty deep. Wow. What's going on? What's An installation that will not only boot into its safe mode typically has a major problem, such as a disk corruption or an installation of poorly configured software that prevents the operating system from successfully booting into its normal operating mode. So that's if you boot into safe mode automatically. So if y'all wake up one day <laughs> and you're in safe mode, God's trying to tell you something, okay? Now, I asked for the safe mode just to put this out there. Right, right, <laughs> Let's right. get clarity, okay? <laughs> I asked for the safe mode. I said, God, you know, things are not operating at their highest possible ability so i need more of you because i know that i'm going to need to get a whole lot more out of this computer than i'm getting out of it right now and so i asked to go into safe mode wow i don't know why i did that well i just said why i did it but but you know i'm wondering if in this time and i think this is something that uh, uh, i don't even want to say, say it. it say it because god say yes. it you he's know what a, happens when you say something on that microphone he's a Say it. You know, I'm wondering if in safe mode, do you learn the principle? Now, now I understand that every time you go into safe mode, that that is for a different purpose. Right. And a different reason. I get that. But in safe mode, there are certain principal things that are happening. Mm Mm-hmm. There are certain routine measures that are taken in safe mode, regardless of what the issue is. Right. There's just just a chain of events that just have to happen in safe mode. So I think that if you've been in safe mode enough times, there are things that you can do when you are at full operation, things that you can do to start your own safe mode. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, God, you know, like, you can take the day off. On, <laughs> you can take the day off on this part. Like I, yeah, you you know you put the heat on just a little hot. I, I know the temperature. I got it. You know you have equipped me now to um to kind of do my own safe mode. And I think I think that's what I think our own safe mode. This is something that I think I do pretty often. Is um I am known for pulling away and getting quiet and becoming very introspective. And just having making weird changes that people 
I don't even want to call them weird for me. I think they're, they're weird, weird for other people. No, they're weird. But people are like, why, well, why are you doing that? Like, I don't understand. But they're awesome. Some of your changes are pretty cool. Like, they're weird, but I'd be like, wow, that's really cool. I want to do that. Like, what? What? I don't I don't know what's weird. <laughs> I'm not going to put you out. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, good. Good. But um, different things. So I think, you know, whether it's, hey, let me start reading up on this because I'm noticing a pattern in my life where I think I may need to visit that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just really... You know, I, I, I'm looking at, and I think that's happening for me right now. So when I talk about uh, the transition for me taking place, what, what I've noticed is the information that I have been in front of the last two weeks is really sending the message of my thought life and my beliefs and, um, Oh, gosh, just so powerful. Like my thoughts, my beliefs and how those are such a a means to change my environment. I'm talking about. Right. I I was having a conversation about it today and I was saying, you know, it's happening in my mental space mm-hmm. and I'm having these I'm I'm doing this thing where I have evaluated my thoughts what I'm going to say what I call my, um, my, oh gosh, what are they? So they are, I want to say my leading thoughts, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's the word. I'm, I'm looking to see what I was talking to a friend about, but, um, the thoughts that are more prominent. So right. I, I identified those and I wrote out like what beliefs I have associated with those thoughts. Like, okay. All right, these are some of your thoughts. These are the beliefs that you have associated with them. And I wrote out some of my my desires and kind of paired them together. This desire goes with this thought, which leads to this, which is tied to this belief. And then in addition Ooh, to that, good stuff. Yeah, I guess. No, that is you getting deep in there, boy. So what I so I did that, and then I tied to that. What emotion is you know paired with this thing? Because we tend to do the things that have an emotional tie to them. Oh, always. We always do stuff that has an emotional trigger. Right. Yeah. So I took that and I said, okay, you know, what about these things that I don't like? Um, what is it that I don't like? What thoughts that I don't like? What What is not in line with where I want my future to go? So I kind of looked at it and was like, oh, I need to get rid of that thought. Like, eh, this this thought I have right here d- d- does not even look like my future. Listen, I'm going to need you to put this in a in a pamphlet or at least on paper somewhere so that uh-huh. people can do this. This is a process that more of us need to participate in because I thought life is so important. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? Your thoughts are uh, the measure of a man. You know, the man of uh, the thoughts of a man are the measure of a man. The Bible says out of the heart, the mouth speaks. This is true. You know what I'm saying? And so our thoughts are the preeminent driving force behind everything we do and say. And for us not to take time to evaluate and disseminate and just meticulously comb through those things and their effects. So not I love how you took a look at, OK, what are the thoughts and then, okay, what is associated with this thought? Like, where does that take me to? And then what emotional trigger does this thought, you know, collapse with? Right. All of that is important. I'm going to need you to write. And I'm not playing. 
Uh, I need you to put this down somewhere because I want to be able to go. I don't want to have to figure that out myself. I want to be able to read the steps so I can go through this process because that is a beautiful process you just described. So that was that is what I did. And then what I what I after I did that. So I I went to the existing dominating thoughts and then I thought about what I want my future to look like. Such as what? Can you give us one of them? Oh, man. Um, Just so it's not so abstract for the people that are listening. A, a dominating thought for me is probably right now. Nah, I don't want to say right now, but a dominating thought for me is having um, a a um. It, it's related to my marriage. Okay. So I'm not married right now, people, but I have a very strong thought and belief and a strong feeling that I associate with what my marriage will be. So I just I, I identified what it was. I said, what do I believe about marriage and this marriage? Right. And how do I feel about it? And, 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 and it's a very, I didn't, this is a dominating thought that I'm, I'm I identifying. So um, there's a very strong passion that comes with that. And it, it looks like, it, it looks like a whole lot of passion. And it looks like, yo, this is definitely something that I know is going to manifest because the belief is, I can I can feel it. I can taste it. It right. it, it speaks to it's every concrete. Yeah, it speaks yeah. to every sense. So I I believe in um union and um just 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 having a a grounded friend friend based which you've heard me talk about on the on the radio before, friend based relationship and so I know that because I have that thought that that's I'm going to attract that. Right. I'm going to or I'm going to move toward that being manifested in my life. So so that's one thing. So the next thing I did was I, I we always talk about what we want from life. You oh, know, what know. you know, we want this and we want that. And, you know, we're working toward this. So I kind of identify what do I want? You know, so that led me to. And just so y'all stay on track this is her in her self-imposed safe mode yeah right yeah yeah this is i'm sorry that's okay uh, go I'm ahead so sorry people so so yeah so i talk about what i want what do i want so i said what belief do i what new belief do i need to create to have this this thing that i keep saying i desire and so i said okay let me think about that so let me get this straight now you have <laughs> i love it you are so intentional about your life that you have identified a desire, right? Let's yeah. say five-bedroom house. Yeah. Let's just call it a desire. Okay. You have identified a desire of yours. Right. And Are you writing this down? Because you have a pen. <laughs> I'm loving this. You have identified this desire, and then you have reverse engineered. This is exactly what I'm doing. And gone backwards to say, what belief do I need to have in my life right. in order to manifest this desire? Right. And then you've gone back with a step further and said, okay, so what thought do I need to put in place in order to grow this belief to a state where it will manifest this desire? Right. And then I, Kim, then I went killing and the said, game, hey, dog. let's, let's get a, and so how do I create a feeling that I associate with this? I oh, do, and I, a feeling to go with it? You have to because the feeling, the game. I like to say that the feeling is like. The feeling is what keeps you going. Right. The feeling develops the why. Yes. You know, when I, people, when I, when people hear me speak off the microphone, when I speak to crowds or I speak to churches or whatever, I'm always talking about the why. Right. I got that from a homeboy, David. And 
the your why has to be strong enough to motivate you past everything and anything that will come to stop you because everything and anything is going to come to stop you. Right. And so your why or your reason for doing this, this 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 driving force, lots of people like to call it passion, has to be big enough. Right. And that why, like you say, is normally attached to an emotional trigger. There's, if it doesn't have an emotional trigger behind it, right. if it doesn't make you feel a stick. certain way, it will not stick. It won't. It won't stick. So that. So how did I do that? How do you How do you create a feeling for something that you're just creating that you don't, that you don't that even you cre- yet believe? Say it again. Say that word again. That you're doing what? That you're creating. You're creating. Okay, we're still in safe mode, y'all. But this chick is creating. She, now, see, I'm in safe mode, and I'm letting God pull all these programs out of me so that I can run at optimal capacity, so my right. PC can run. Kim done went in safe mode and started re. She done started going digging through the operating system and changing code. Yeah, that's so it. That yes, yeah, go ahead, Kim. Go ahead, Kim. So how did I, what do I do? You know, like, I, you don't even have the belief yet. You know, like, can I have a five-bedroom house? Like, you're, 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 so this is a belief that I'm creating, and, and we're just using this as an example. And so now I'm creating a thought or what I sometimes call like an affirmation. So what, what belief am I going to create with this thought that I am going to attach to this thought of having a five-bedroom house? So, you know, I, I create an affirmation. I will have, you know, I believe that I can have or you know, however you want to create your affirmation. And then I just, how do I get my feeling? I close my eyes Mm. and I start seeing this five bedroom house. I walk through this five bedroom house. Um, and I said it, I, I, like, I just brought this up with a friend today. We were talking about the book that I mentioned on the last podcast, which I got mine, by the way, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And we were talking about the notes that we were we had taken. And I'm going to be honest. He probably wouldn't want me to say this, but his notes were, you know, like word for word. You know, like this. And, <laughs> Just rewrote You know, the book. like, yeah, you know, and I wrote out the seven principles. And I was like, oh, he was like, so what did you do? I'm like, well, I was focusing on the beliefs and the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions. And so I figured that I can probably get ahead of the game if I reprogram my beliefs and my thoughts associate um a feeling with it and i can i can essentially do you can yeah do you something. can outdo the system yeah yeah and you know what that's called what that's called oh man what's it called i don't um, know it's called overclocking the processor oh wow right so every computer has a processor and that processor is designed to run at a certain speed right and so that speed is how fast your computer is going to run So you'll get a speed that's like 1.3 gigahertz, 3.5 gigahertz. You'll see it whenever you're trying to buy a PC or a laptop. It's always there. Okay. Now, what you can do if you know how to manage software and operating systems and so on and so forth, you can manipulate that processor to run at a faster speed than it's actually designed to run. Oh, wow. Because you have changed the coding that goes to that processor. So now the processor, which is designed to run at, Let's use something easy to understand. It's designed to run at 50 miles per hour, right? You have manipulated the code that runs to this processor so that the processor is now running at 75 miles per hour. Even though it was only built to run at 50, it doesn't have the capacity to run at 75, but because you game the system and got ahead of the curve, you got it running at 75 when it's only built to run at 50. Oh, wow. Yes. So that's what's happening here, people, I think. Um, <laughs> so I just, I really want I want you to get the, I want you to get this because my homeboy was just like, yo, like, that's really amazing what, what you're, what you're thinking, of, what you're doing right now. So uh, as, as, as um, Stefan is right now, 
so how did I get there? I went to visualization and I went in the five bedroom house. I start walking in the five bedroom house. I'm decorating the five bedroom house. I'm seeing it as I would decorate it. And now there's a feeling that I'm creating. Yes. Because I'm in this house and I'm like, yeah, I'm here. And oh, yeah, look at my table. Look at my room or, you know, like oh, wow, I really got this house that I didn't think I could get, you know. And so now there's a feeling. I identify this feeling, and I associate it with this new thought, this new belief, this new affirmation, and I write out. I write this out. I create note cards and put it up, and it's something that I read every day. Um, with my old, with, with my current dominating thoughts, I am now adding these new desires to that list. Right. But what this does and this is where my my homeboy was was just like, wow, Kim, I, I never even saw it like that. It's the in order to have to to have a change in environment, you have to have a change in of environment mentally. So that that's how it happens. Say that again. Stop. You can't breeze through that on this show. You know better than that. OK, say it again and say it slow. In order to have a change of environment in your life that manifests in the natural, you have to have a change in your mental environment. Yes. Just think about anything, any time that you have changed something. Maybe, maybe you went to college. Maybe you changed jobs. It started, you went to that place in your mind first. Before it ever happened. I'm so glad you said that because I posted something on Facebook today and- I, th- I saw some people that got it. Okay. And I saw some people that didn't get it. Okay. And basically what it said was, it well, verbatim what it said was, re- we respond to God in proportion to what we believe about him. Right? I believe that. And so the premise of that is. I get it. God is limited to just how big you think he is. Right? It's true. And so he can't perform miracles for you. If you don't truly believe he is able to perform miracles for you or if you don't think he will do it for you. Right. Because there's two separate your things. Thought. The right. thought is he won't do it for me. Right. Because there's a place of can and there's a place of will. Right. Right. Um, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They said our God is able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we still gonna worship him. Right. Right. So there's a place of understanding that God can do anything. But then there's also a place of believing that he will do it for you. Right. And in order to get to that place that you're talking about right now, that that's the mentality that has to shift is that you have to move from that can mentality to that will mentality. Right. You know, and so now once you believe the will section of this, once you believe that he will do this for you, like you and I were talking last night and you were saying the promises of God are yay and amen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So once you get to the place of saying, Okay, when I come to him, my answer is yay and amen. Right. Now you can switch that environment in your mind. Now you can overclock the processor. Right. Now you can get to a place where you can envision something, see something, association, associate it with a belief, associate it with a thought, develop an emotion that triggers that thing and drives that thing, and then watch it come into manifestation. But the thing is, the the to me, this is where, like, the drums need to be cued <laughs> is that this that I am sharing with you is only you tapping into your elohistic ability. Exactly. Like, Say that again. Um. So yeah, this, this is where you take on the, the traits of your God. This is where you start creating things in your life. And there, it's not a matter of you asking for this. 
you are you have the ability to create the life yes. that you want, the things mm-hmm. that you're asking for. This is this is why you can come to him in confidence about it, it, confidently about what it is you are requesting of him because he's like, oh, hey, that's what you want to create. Yeah. Hey, we if, good. If it's tied to the right motive, absolutely. Right. You're absolutely right. If it's tied to the right motive, let's go. Let's go. So so I challenge you, you know, you know. In whatever safe mode you might be in, just, you know, hey. Well, when we come back, because we're going to come back for oh, a third segment. Back? Yeah, we're oh, going to come back for a third uh, segment. This is, this is good. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the safe mode. And we're going to talk about the the development of both, both of the safe modes that we've been talking about. All because right. I believe wholeheartedly that one leads into the other and the other can lead back into one. Mm. Um, so we're going to talk about that when we get back. Moment of Clarity, Extended Edition. Extended edition. Right here on Promise Life Network. We'll be back in a bit. Moment of clarity. Stefan G. Kimmel Lady in the house. Extended edition, everybody. Uh-oh. We talking about uh I don't even know what the title we're talking about. We talking about some good stuff. That's what you that's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, but we're relating everything to kind of being in in what uh IT people like to call safe mode. Right. Um, and I had spoken about a requested safe mode, you know. Like I understood that some things was about to be happening in my life. My computer needed to be running on all cylinders. Right. Everything needed to be at top-notch capacity. I needed all the storage space I could get. I needed the fastest memory I could have. It's time to completely upgrade, make sure everything's going the way it's supposed to be going. And so Kim comes in, and she's talking about a self-imposed safe mode where she has identified that there are some things that, that a lot of the distractions need to stop right now. If it's not a core function, it doesn't need to be running at this time. And so she's identified that if it's not a core function, it doesn't need to be running at this time. And she is taking her time in safe mode to overclock the processor, to outrun the system, to make the system move faster than it's ever run before. And so I think it's important for, for both sides of the curve, right? All right. Because both sides of this curve are equally important, you know? Absolutely. There's the, to be able to really tap into your creative aspect and when i say creative i don't mean your ability to draw i mean your ability to create life that you desire right for your ability to call things as though they were call things that were not as though they were right that's what you're doing in this process yes it's it's, it's, it only exists in your head but now that you have this passion associated with this thought and this belief that is all you are working toward yeah I really want people to think about a time when you were you were absolutely like, yo, they told me no, I I didn't think I could do it. There was a limitation that existed that you were like, I I, I don't care. That does not exist for not me. Not in my life. Right. It, it is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and if you haven't had one of those moments, now is a perfect time. 
Now is a perfect time to look at a limitation that you perceive in your life and say, you know what? This thing ain't going to have me. Right. This thing's not going to have me this time. This thing is not going to keep me this time. This thing is not going to restrict me this time. This thing is not going to hold me back this time. This thing is not going to scare me this time. And and that's what I was going to say. This limitation, I want you to think about what emotion is tied to that limitation because usually it's fear. Oh, fear is the root of so many things. which, which, Which we talked about recently. So usually there's some fear. So now you need to replace this fear with faith and, and, and give it an, an emotion that, that you, um, I, I want to say that you're comfortable with, but I don't want to say need to be No, it doesn't need to be something you're comfortable nah. with. It needs to be replaced with an emotion that's going to drive you. Absolutely. It needs to be pl- replaced with a passion that is going to drive you. Because what happens is when you get into the place where you identify that this is fear, because a lot of times it is fear. Oh, yeah. And I would even venture to say 96 to 97% oh, of the yeah. time it is fear. I'm with you. And so when you get to the place where you're finally, and I don't want to even say identify, when you're finally ready to admit that it's fear, because that's really what it is. Right. It's not that you didn't identify that it was fear. You just didn't want to admit that you were afraid. So when you finally get to the place where you are ready and willing to admit that you are dealing in fear, that's when you can go into safe mode. And that's when you can understand that fear and you can, that's when the original safe mode, when you're like, okay, stop all non-essential functions. God, get in here, start reprogramming, removing. I know this program was here, but this needs to go. I know this was here, but that needs to go. Let's, let's get all of this thing cleaned out so that only the stuff that we're going to use is going to be on this PC. Right. I don't have a lot of bloatware. I don't have all that crap from AT&T and, you know, uh, uh, stuff from Amazon. They ain't never going to use just all that crap. Right. Right. Only the stuff that we are going to use, even programs that we used frequently in the past. You know what I'm saying? We might have used Microsoft Word all the time back in the day. Right. But we are voice transcribing now. We don't need Microsoft Word. Right. So it's got to go. And so. Things that you're holding on to, that you're saying, this no, you don't understand. This is essential for my survival. I can't live without this. I've been doing it like this my whole life. Let God get in there and tell you why that's got to go. And even he doesn't tell you why, let him just get in there and take it out. Yes. Because like I said. Don't go looking for it. Yeah. Let me check my trash. Let me tell you, because what I'm going through these past couple of days, I'm just like, okay, what we're going to do is I'm going to pray a little bit, and then I know you're going to step all up in my heart, and I'm going to start crying and snotting, and we're just going to go ahead and do that. And I'm not going to worry about why or what or how or when and blah, blah, blah. You just let me know when I'm done screaming into this pillow and we'll be good. Yes. Right. And so once you have that moment where you can allow him to clean your system, right, now you can get in there and start manipulating the code and you can get to that place where you can overclock the processor. You can start creating your own programming. You can start creating your own programs, your own apps. Because you've cleaned the system to where it's going to run what it needs to run. You know what I'm saying? We have rebuilt the system that it's going to run everything we need it to run. Right. So now you can start creating your own apps. And you can start saying, look, we're going to run this, and we're going to have this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to create this, and we're going to make this happen. And you can start overclocking that processor. And you will see that your life will accelerate greatly oh, yeah. once you start doing that. Like the things that you have been wanting forever and ever and ever and ever and ever they will start to accelerate greatly. I did it for a friend of mine probably about two or three months ago. I was like, they were in a real dormant space. They hadn't done anything productive in like three years probably. And I was like, listen, what do you want to do? They didn't even know how to answer the question. 
So I sat down with him and I said, okay, so what's some things you need first? So once I got started, started I'm going with the needs. Then we started developing the wants. And I was like, just write a list, put it on your wall so you can see it. You know what I'm saying? And as you see those things, that's going to reaffirm those things to your to your subconscious right. on a regular basis. And the next thing you know, you're going to start moving into those areas. It's been maybe two or three months and they're already on like seven or eight, the seventh or eighth oh, thing on the awesome. list that they've started to jump into. Right. But what they've done is just like you said, they have created their future. They have created the app. They have overclocked the processor. They're moving at a faster speed and a faster rate now because they have they have taken the time to identify their thoughts and their beliefs. Where do they come from? Why do they have them? And what can we do about creating the right thoughts and beliefs that match our desires? You know, this this is really this is really what about having dominion is about. <laughs> um, but this is what having dominion is about. This this is what it's about when he says, wheresoever the soles of your feet tread, he'll give you dominion. Yo, like it comes with, you can only have that dominion if you believe it. And yeah, we keep, we, we, you, we throw around in the church and this, don't get Say me wrong. Say believe again. Believe. You got to believe it, folks. Because right. like I said in the Facebook post, God is subject to your belief in him. He can only do. Right. He can, he can only do as much as you believe he can do. And he can only release out of you as much as you believe is inside of you. I'm because at the end of the day, he's only he's not even doing it no more. You're doing it. What I'm thinking about, does it coincide with what I actually believe? You know, or what I'm saying, does it coincide with what I actually believe? You'll find a lot of times that, you know, I don't know if you remember in, in school when you had to match the, the pair, the, the, the definition and the, uh, the word together. You'll find that that stuff is not adding up for you. Yeah. And um, but you, even if you, you have the ability to reprogram what I was going to say, even if you look at that scripture, the scripture goes and he replied, because you have so little faith. This is Jesus talking to the man. Right. It's like you ain't got no faith. And then he said to him, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So that faith of a mustard seed, like you said, is backed up by something. You don't just hold the mustard seed and walk around. Wishing something would happen. Uh, you you better hope I don't drop this mustard seed. <laughs> You're going to see a whole lot of things happen. No. You got to create it. So there you have it, people. I think <laughs> I think it's pretty dope that he's gifted us with that ability. And, and honestly, I don't even know if I would call it a gift because it it's standard packaging. It is. He made us in his image. So it was already there from the beginning. Like you trying to get an upgrade. Y'all, y'all already got it. You got it. It's in you. It's just that this world that we live in has, and these experiences that you have, this world that we live in and the experiences that you have have developed a set of beliefs that have cre- that have established the limitations that you placed on yourself because of this belief that you house. Right. And um, You spend all day thinking you can't. I was there. I was there for so long, guys. Y'all don't understand. Like, even on days, years and years and years ago, when I would get on this microphone and I would just, you know, talk just all the great stuff, I was go- I was still going through stuff. This is a journey. This thing does not end. Just it because, Like we were saying at the beginning of the show, just because you get to a place where you feel like, okay, I have achieved and accomplished this, that means you stop digging. If you, if you ever stop moving forward, you have stopped digging. You have stopped looking for the next thing. Yo, and we should if always you stop be digging. digging. If you stop digging, then you have... You have uh, 
dug up your own grave and it's Basically. time to expire. <laughs> hey, I suggest you keep digging. <laughs> hey. Because at the end of the day, this journey keeps going. It does. It keeps going. And we need to be ready for each process in the journey. And there's going to be a time, if it hasn't happened to you yet, there's going to be a time that God's going to drop you in safe mode. Hey. And there's going to be a time where you're going to feel like you need to put yourself in safe mode. Go to safe. Look, I always preach Function go eight. to safe mode <laughs> on your own. And then he's like, you know what? You you ever see a child that cleans up their room without you having to tell me? Like, well, yeah, I don't got to tell you nothing. Like, you, you are right. You. you are right. I'm trying hey, to tell you. I, I, and, I run and, towards it. And if you're dealing with the, but I'm not like y'all. I can't do like y'all. Y'all. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the Bible like y'all, or I don't know this like y'all, or I'm just not that kind of person. Listen, yes, you are. Y'all don't know where I come from, man. Y'all don't know where I come from. I come from a whole world of it's never going to happen. I can never be the one. I'm not good enough. If everybody else can do it but me, I spent the majority of my life with people telling me how great I was and me never, ever believing them. Wow. Never believing them. I spent so many days in my life with people telling me how much potential I had or people giving me the, man, I can't believe you don't do this already or I can't believe that you don't make this much money already. Or I, how, Listen, how many years did I spend with this voice that people told me, well, you're not on the radio? Right. You know, and so many years of people telling me how great I was and how much I could do and how fantastic they, what they saw in me and I just didn't believe it. I just didn't believe it. And so I'm here to tell you right now Whatever it is that's inside of you, you have the capability. Yeah. You have the capability. Like, God would not have put you there. He would not have put it in you if you didn't have the capability. I'm going through a situation in my life right now, right now, where something has come up that I look at on a regular basis. I say, God, this is so much bigger than me. I say, God, this is going to take all of me. Like, I want to put because I want to put so much into it like I see what it is and I just want to be everything that this thing needs me to be right? right I want to be the top number one no competition ain't nobody seen nothing like what I'm about to do in this situation right right but I know I look at that and I say but that is so much bigger than me like everything I want to have and do and be and see in this situation is so much bigger than me but God had to stop me one day and be like, I wouldn't have put you in front of the situation if you couldn't do it. Right. Like I wouldn't have had this thing standing right in front of you if you were not capable. That would have been a waste of your time, your energy, my time, my energy. And it would have made me out to be a liar. And I am not a liar. God is not a liar. Right. God isn't a liar. He isn't a manipulator. He doesn't do things by accident. Nothing happens by chance. Everything is ordained for a purpose. And the, and the thing is, whether you discover the purpose or not, that does not dictate whether you can achieve whatever the purpose is. You can achieve the purpose without ever knowing what the purpose is. Right. You can actually do it no matter what. No matter what. And so for everybody that's listening to this show right now, I need you to know that whatever you're facing, whatever you're looking at, whatever it feels like, whatever you think about you, whatever you think about God, whatever you think about your circumstances, your situations, your environment, the people around you, you don't get enough support, nobody understands you, whatever your reason is, it's a lie. You can do it. You absolutely, positively, one trillion percent can do it. And not only can you do it, you will do it. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. We'll catch y'all next week. All right.
year But some dudes got it twisted Could it be cause we look like misfits? They're like I'm like now I got church Sunday I can't miss it Put your Bible in the ears and let a 4-4